0: We want to wish everybody a very happy and healthy and kosher Passover. We're recording for the soul of my father, Shlomo Chaim ben Pari. Today we wanted to talk about a fascinating and very expensive mitzvah and a wonderful mitzvah, Passover, the holiday of freedom. Basically, we want to know why Shmura Matzah is special, the handmade matzah. Why do we specifically have to use that matzah on the night of Seder? And why is it so expensive? Now, thank God for Costco. I bought it for the synagogue for $15 a pack. But there's people that, retailers, that sell it for $30 a box. So... Um, and also, we wanted to go to the second part of the class and talk about... Is uh, the square matzah... That's also shmura, but made by a machine. Is that acceptable? Yes or no? Because the truth is, when I started giving this series of classes many, many years ago, the idea was to try to bring modern technology and how the Torah looks at technological advances, how does it um, coincide and interpreted by halacha? the Jewish law, so let's go right into it we know that in the Torah, Parashat Bo the second book of the Torah Shemot, Exodus chapter 12 Pasuk 17, it says Ushmartem et ha-matzot ki et zivutekhem e et so God says Ushmartem et ha-matzot watch over the matzah Because this is the day I took you out of Egypt and you're the army of God. And uh, you have to keep this day for all your generations, right? So, the Torah is saying that we have to watch over the matzah. Why is that? Obviously, the matzah is like walking on a tightrope. It's the only bread we could eat. On Passover, but if we're not careful and it leavens, it becomes chametz. Like we said last week in our class, to eat chametz is the worst of all, it's one of the worst type of sins that your soul gets cut off from its source in heaven. So, the Torah is already warning us that to create and manufacture and bake matzah, Ushmatem, be careful. Be careful to make sure that it doesn't become bread and leavened and fluffed up. Rather, it has to be a lechem oni, a poor bread, which is most definitely a uh, bread that has no yeast or any rising in it. Now, here we want to get into the halachic perspective. The reason why matzah shmura is handmade obviously anything handmade is going to be much more expensive something that's made by machine in any type of uh, industry in the world you get what you pay for and the more labor the more cost and there's something fascinating about shmura matzah is i want to read for you the shulchanarach the shulchanarach the code of Jewish law in chapter, tough, in nun gimel, page four, uh, chapter four hundred fifty-three says, the wheat that we use for Matzat mitzvah. This is a very important thing to understand. Matzat Mitzvah is the Matzah that we use on the night of Passover. Which type of wheat should you use? It's good. Best case scenario is we should use a type of wheat that we've been careful from the time that we harvested the meat, cut it off the ground, that no water was exposed to it. It didn't come in contact with water. And if you can't do that, at least you should be careful that after you uh, ground the wheat, that for sure after that you have to be careful no water came in contact with it. And the Shulchan Aruch says something here, which we're going to interpret, which is not really so reasonable and feasible anymore. He says, if you really, really stuck between a rock and a hard place, you could even use regular flour that you buy from the uh store now this is another reason why this last possibility is uh, is not possible now i just want to bring out look at this this uh, thing over here it's very clear that it says that um Most matzah, I did a a little bit of investigation. Most of the matzah that we use nowadays, commercially available, they use the most highest quality wheat, which means they use the wheat that was watched over from the time of harvesting. So there was a constant Jewish mashkiach, Jewish watchman, Jewish auditor, observer to make sure that when they're cutting and harvesting the wheat and then uh, bundling it up, there's no water coming in contact. Now, if you're stuck in a place where you do have, you don't have such luxury, you could use, which we're going to talk about this later in the class, you could use wheat that from the time that we grounded it, we were careful that no water came in contact. But the third option is not really an option anymore. Because regular wheat is usually chametz most places in the world. Why? Because regular wheat, how do they wash out the undesirable dirty parts of the wheat? They, they wash it. So... And they, they're not careful to dry it up. It comes in contact with water much more than 18 minutes or 20 minutes. So that's one reason that regular wheat that you could just buy at Ralph's or your local retailer is not eligible for matzah because that's the third and most least desirable level. And halakha it doesn't really apply because today, it's not like the olden days where they wouldn't, they, there's a whole washing process even before it comes to the mill to be ground and secondly the uh in a regular bakery, the mill that they use the grinder that they use to grind the um, wheat constantly overheats, and they have to wash it. So when they wash it and then you put in new kernels to get ground, so over there it can become chametz. So, most places in the world, the wheat that's commercially available is not kosher for Passover to be able to make matzah out of it. Now, and thank God, we're doing it the best way the Shulchan Aruch says, is that most Shmura Matzah, the handmade ones, are actually watched over from the time of uh, harvesting. And this explains why it's so expensive, because we have to also understand that there's special factories made just for this Matzah, which means there's a big cost to the manufacture of this. It's not like you could go to a regular bakery that you bake challah for Shabbat, and then make it this... Um, you should know from January time or Hanukkah time already, they're starting to bake these matzahs. Somebody in the dis- industry told me, and they use special ovens, they use special uh, grinding machines. As I said, a regular grinder is going to have to be washed out every few hours. The grinders that actually grind this handmade matzah are special made that th- they grind much slower. And they... uh I was probably like burning rubber or something outside the So anyways <laughs> the uh so anyways we had a uh issue that you cannot use a regular commercial um standard grinder that they use in the regular factories. So the cost obviously to buy this special mill that doesn't overheat and grinds at a slower rate will cause the uh price of uh, this special handmade matzah to go up. Now there's also a another ingredient which makes this matza special is that shmura matza has to have maim shalanu. Mayim shalanu means it's uh the water we use to mix with the flour, the shmura matzah flour also has to be cool. So the day before you have to fetch it from the well or the spring and you have to keep it in a cool dark place. Because obviously if it's, if it's a boiling hot night, Middle Eastern night, and the, the, the water was exposed from a hot source, then when we bake it with the matzah, it may cause it to leaven. And we want this to be flatbread. So, the water that they also use is a special water that they fetched the day before. It's called Maim Shalanu. Water that was left overnight in a cold place to ensure that it has no heat and it won't cause when we mix it with the shmurah flour to overheat. Now, I just wanted to bring out that there is one of the greatest Sephardic Rabbis that is the antagonist of Rabbi Yosef Karo, Rabbi the Prechadash. His opinion is that no, the only type of matzah kosher for the night of Passover is the Shemura that you were careful from the time of harvesting. Any other um, matzah would be unacceptable, and not kosher. And Rav deals with this in the chapter 26 of his third volume of Yechav Adat. He says that, first of all we saw the Shulchan Aruch does not hold that way. He says tov, it's better to use wheat that was harvested and careful that no water came into contact from its harvesting time. And Rabu Vadya just brings that for your information, the pre is not accepted. Because the Teshuvat Geonim, the greatest generation right after the writing of the Talmud, was the generation of the Ge'onim. They write that you do not need such special flower from Ketzirah. The Nimukah Yosef holds like this on page 40 in Psachim. the Ritva, the Rivash, the Noydi Yehuda, says that, Rabbi Landa, which was one of the great greatest of Halachic authorities in Europe, says that the uh at his time the custom of all of Poland and German Jews was to be take it easy and only use wheat that was carefully watched from its time of grounding, not from the time of harvesting. And actually the Nisivos, one of the great, great, great Greatest authorities on Jewish business law and commercial choshen mishpat law says in this same chapter in Shulchan Aruch four fifty three that so the again even though this doesn't such make such a difference. For our practical purposes, because I believe that nowadays, Baruch Hashem, in Israel, most of the shmuramatz is coming from Israel, or and you know, Hasidic type of communities are baking it. They are going to try to do it mahadrin mina mahadrin, the creme de la creme, the most wonderful and desirable halachic way. But it's just important to know. That the Nativot, the Mekor Chaim says that all the halakhic authorities seem to say that even wheat that was only watched from the time of grounding, this is important to note in our modern technology where you, if before that they grounded it, it wasn't washed off, that is able to be used, even the Talmud in Minchala seems that way, the Tosfor and Rosh Hashanah seems that way, the Orzah Ruah, and many other people hold that way. So, until now we've talked about the specialty of Shmura Matzah, and now we get to the last component that makes this Matzah so special, and this is the only Matzah we should use, on the night of Passover, not the regular round ones. But we want to get to the second part of the class, which was we wanted to understand, can we use machine-made shmura? Which means, this matzah that I'm showing to you right now, everything is handmade. The kneading, the baking, human beings knead it by their hand, and we have to thank the Rebbe al Chabad. I know in LA for dozens upon dozens of years, they have a factory And it's wonderful how people are exposed. And actually they see how it's made. And that's one of the things the Rebbe tried to make all around the world. And so there is a type of matzah which uses the same flour as this one. It used shmurah flour. But a machine, a factory, you press a button. And everything is created there by a factory. Now this is the subject of a great debate because Ravavadia deals with this in um, volume 1 of Yehavadaat Teshuvah 14 he says that we know the Talmud in Psachim, page 40 says tamatzot we started the class we have to be careful and there's a uh, one of the geonim he wrote a book by the She'il-Tot, Rav Achyagon. He says very clearly, according to oral tradition, I'll read it for you verbatim, She'im mm-hmm. la'a she'ta'isa ha'cheres shote'o katan she'enom chayonim be'mitzvot, Af al pi pi'i she'aufe'otam Yisrael she'chaya b'mitzvot en yoseh ye'chovato. He says, shmurah HaMatzah, not only the flour has to be special, but somebody that is god forbid a shoteh, which means he he's uh his mind is not there he has some mental uh cognitive problems which would make him not be a person that is uh kind of like retarded a is somebody that's crazy he's a lunatic, he has no normal brain function to be able to function as a human being or a minor or somebody that is both deaf and can't talk these people according to Torah law do not have knowledge do not have uh, since their state of mind is lowly like a child he doesn't know necessarily how important Passover is. Only when he becomes an adult, he can have the proper intention. That's what I'm trying to say. So, the She'ultos is saying very clearly that matzah that is baked by these type of people that cannot have proper attention, or even a non-Jew, because he doesn't know what Passover is, even from the kneading, even from the time that you knead it, and make it into dough, a Jew has to do it, and he has to verbally say, Leshem matzat mitzvah. I am kneading this and baking this, that this unleavened bread should be eaten on the night of Passover. So there's a specific um, human component there that is having a special intention and meditation upon this matzah, that it should be eaten the night of Passover to uh, fulfill the commandment of God that told us to eat matzah and marur, and say the Haggadah. This is actually the opinion of one of the greatest Sephardic rabbis, the Rashba, he says in his Teshuvot in Teshuvah 26, in his Responda, and he also says this in the Gemara Chulin, on page 12, the Ravya, the Orzarua, the Magid Mishnah, and the Shulchan Aruch actually does hold this way also. If you want to read the Shulchan Aruch, he concurs, and he says, Shmura Matzah, the only matzah we're allowed to use on the night of the Seder has to be matzah that was cooked with people that are adults and they don't have any disabilities, brain disabilities. that they would They know, they can be conscientious that when they're kneading and baking this matzah, they're baking it for the sake of God, for the sake of the mitzvah, so people should be able to say a blessing on it on the night of Passover. Not minors not people that have brain problems, that don't have understanding, which are people that have that handicap of deafness and c- cannot talk. That's always constantly around the Talmud. So on, on first glance, Ravavadiah here says, it would make sense that a machine is the same thing as what? Those category of people that has no intention, that has no meditation. Right, a machine has no, it's like a robot, it doesn't, it can't meditate that he's baking this for the sake of God, for the sake of Passover, for the sake of the mitzvah coming out of Egypt, and I apologize, but another reason that a minor and those other people are uncapable. And not allowed to cook matzah is because they are not obligated in any of the commandments of the Torah, right? God only has a certain es- expectation from people that have enough physical and brain function. People that are handicapped in such a, a bad way that their brain function doesn't work, they don't have to do any commandment of God, right? Because they're not able to. They have a, their mental state is not appropriate, so only somebody that is obligated in the commandment of keeping Passover can cook matzahs for the night of Passover. A machine. Last time I know we don't feed the robots or any of the machines matzah. They're not obligated to put tefillin, and so this is the opinion of Rav Shoma Kuger. That he says that machine matzah, shmura matzah is unacceptable for this exact reason. There's no intention there. The machine is not obligated in keeping the Torah. But there's a very interesting thing from the netziv. The netziv brings a opinion from the Chemed Moshe. There's an opinion from one of the rabbinic authorities from around a hundred years ago, the Chemad Moshe. He says you don't have to specifically verbalize and announce before you start kneading the matzah and putting it in the oven that you're doing it for the sake of Passover, matzat mitzvah. He says just like when somebody comes to the Holy Temple thousands of years ago and the Kohen is sacrificing, like we read in this Torah portion and this whole book of Vayikra, we say, Stam Lishman. The, the most simplest and elementary, the autopilot is people are thinking for the sake of God or else why are they coming to the temple. But the Nitziv the Valashanar Rosh Hashiva, he, he rejects this. And he says, by Passover, we do not say such an idea. That on autopilot, it's accepted, it's taken for granted that of course, we're doing it for the sake of the mitzvah, of matzvah. He says, no, and I'll read it for you verbatim. He says, "Sarich lomar beferu Selishma. the netziv says you have to actually verbalize and meditate and proclaim. You have to proclaim that you're doing it to the whole world and to yourself for the sake of Passover. And he says, the netziv holds, if you don't do such a thing to verbalize and announce that you're cooking this and needing this matzah for the sake of the night of Passover, it is not acceptable. This is the obvious reason why everybody buys the handmade round Shimura matzah that we see right here. Now, there's another problem with the machine and that is the person that's in the matzah factory that's pressing the machine, he could say from when he starts pressing and turning on the machine that he's doing it for the sake of the night of Passover. But that also, Rav brings a fascinating Gemara, the people that learned Dafyomi, the Talmud in Chulin says, can you cut, do kosher slaughter through a hydraulic wheel, and let's say that it's a perfect machine, and it will cut off the head of the animal or bird in a kosher way, the Gemara says only the first animal could be its kosher, but the second one already, the Talmud says on page 12, Is called a grama. What do you, how do we say grama? Grama in English means it's a, it's an indirect cause. An indirect slaughter is not kosher. So, obviously the Shulchan Aruch holds that way, that we're not allowed to slaughter animals through a hydraulic machine, like a wind, watermill. And for that reason, it would seem that a, Matzah baking oven that everything is robot by a robot by a machine. How could you ha- how could that machine have uh, the proper intention that this is for the sake of Passover and the mitzvah? But there are four great giants that lived in the last hundred years that say that it's it's enough. But if the first person, a rabbi or the mashkiach, the watchman, that's making sure everything kosher there, if he, when he presses the button and causes the whole machine to run, machine made matzah that's using the appropriate wheat, would be kosher for the night of Passover. Who holds this way? Rabbi Chaim Oizer. Before World War II, the Great Giant of Torah, in the Akhyezer, Volume 3, Chapter 69, the Maharsham, the Chesed Le'Avraham, the Chief Rabbi of Jerusalem, Rabbi Pesach Frank and hartz Chapter 6, and the greatest of all, the person that was the architect of all of orthodoxy in modern state Israel, the Hazonish, Rabbi Yeshaya Karlitz, if we look in chapter 6 of his writings on Orachaim, he holds that a machine as long as the machine was started by a observant Jew that had the appropriate intentions for that specific mitzvah, it would be kosher. So Ravavadia's Yosef's opinion is that for the two nights of the Seder, especially the first night, which is a Torah mitzvah, we should go out of our way and buy the handmade matzah. Why? For all the reasons that we said. If you're in a, stuck in Kalamazoo or, you know, it was actually funny. I went a couple of weeks ago to Costco with all my kids. I'd never seen so many observant Jews there. Everybody was coming to buy the matzah for $15 and they every year we hear that they get sold out because it's such a wonderful pli- price so it is worthwhile to use the handmade matzah because we can be sure that the proper intention was there we don't need to get into a dispute amongst the rabbis but rabavadia says if you don't have it you can use Machine made. And we can rely on the great Chazonish and the Chaim Oizer, which were two giants, the Nesach Frank, which is a third pillar of this Halachic idea. And you could even make a blessing, even though Rabavadi and the Sephardim bend over backwards and are very reluctant to make blessings on anything that there's a dispute among. On the two nights of Passover or the first night in Israel, you can use the machine-made shmura matzah and even make a blessing on it. And Rabbi Vadyar brings that there is opinion by the Oneg Yom Tov that let's say you don't have any type of shmura. Now this is a big problem, because any type of shmura that we're missing, which means